You're listening to The Best Possible Taste with Sharon Noonan. Sponsored by thetaste.ie. Voted Ireland's best online food and drink magazine. Good evening and a very happy new year to you all. Thanks so much for joining me here on this week's Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and on tonight's show we have chats with the head sommelier of the superb five-star Ashford Castle. That's Philip Dunn. It's January, so we cannot avoid the healthy eating and keep fit boom that is synonymous with this time of year. And Peter Jackson, executive chef at the Armada Hotel in County Clare, is a knight in shining armour thanks to a new healthy meal delivery service called Prepped. And James Flaherty, one of the chief organisers of the Balance Expo, which is on this Sunday in Killarney, has all the details about what to expect at this event, which is being billed as Ireland's premier event for healthy lifestyle enthusiasts. If at any point you'd like to get in touch with me here at The Best Possible Taste, you can drop me an email to s.noonan at live.ie or tweet me at Queen of Org as in Queen of Organisation. So to start the show off tonight, we have on the line Philip Dunn, the head sommelier at the iconic Ashford Castle in Kong, County Mayo. Cheers. Chin chin. Salut. Schleinte. Philip, you're very welcome to the programme this evening and I'm very excited about talking to the head sommelier of Ashford Castle and you're only a young thing. I am a day. Thanks for having me, Sharon. Um, yeah, just turning just turning 27 uh, pretty soon as well. So very fortunate to be in Ashford Castle and grateful for the, the opportunity but a lot of hard work along the way as well. So you're parked up there over in County Mayo but you actually grew up in Selbridge in County Kildare. Did indeed, yeah. It seems a long, it seems like a distant memory. Um, but indeed, yeah, that's where I grew up until I was 16 and I went to Dublin City after that as well. So started work pretty early uh, in life as well. So I started at 15 and stayed in the hospitality industry uh, since then as well. So just over 10 years later now, I'm here in Astra Castle. So very privileged to be here. And when did you decide that wine was something that you wanted to do as a career professionally as opposed to just sociably at the weekends? <laughs> it was about when I was 19. Um, and I think there's always, you know, there's always somebody that uh, will influence you to get into an industry. Uh, there's always going to be a key person. Uh, that person for me was in, when I was in Dublin, when I was around 19, working in a bank restaurant and the director of the restaurant he had such a huge emphasis and love and passion for wine and that translated to not just myself but the other staff as well so we started to do our WFTT courses which is a recognised wine course based in London uh, so we did our first two levels level one and level two uh, within the restaurant as well um, so that's really what ignited the, the passion for wine initially. Those are very difficult courses, I believe. They are indeed, yeah. I'm just in the middle of doing my diploma at the moment. Um, it takes a lot of dedication, a lot of hard work. And you, of course, like I said, you need the passion. Uh, you need the passion for, for wine um, to, to be successful uh, with it as well. You need to have the love for it and you need to enjoy it. Uh, but they are difficult to get more difficult every year uh, so I hear as well uh, so and the palate you must ha- do you have to have like a, a very individual palate also yeah I think you know palates palates can be trained um, as well I think you're not just born with the palate I think palates can be trained uh, the key is 
for me is to never taste the same wine twice. You know, always be adventurous, always look for something new, uh, step outside the comfort zone, and that's how your palate will will develop uh, to its maximum as well. And you moved then from Bang Restaurant to Castletown House in Selbridge, and that that's a fine dining restaurant that was there. Indeed, yeah, that was my first. Uh, my first role was in Castletown House, so that's the town where I grew up in Selbridge, and a very prestigious house where the Guinness family have once uh, lived. It's, it's owned now by the Office of Public Works, and they had a lovely restaurant there as well. But that was my first introduction. I was obviously quite raw back then as well, uh, but my first introduction to hospitality, food and wine as well, and it was it was a blessing actually for that being my lucky break, my first job, because it's a great industry to get into, uh, hospitality, food, wine, whatever direction that you do go in, uh, it is a great industry to, to get in. And I, I would encourage any younger person at that age, whether they're 15 or 16, to get into uh, that, that industry. And in 2015, then, you went over to Ashford. Tell us about that, applying for that job, going for the interview. It was quite nerve-wracking. I mean, you know, all you have to all you'd have to do is look at you know some of the awards that Ashford has won in the past, the the history, the prestige that it has attached to it, um, to know that you're coming to a very special place. So obviously, you know, there were, there was nerves there uh, initially, but they do make you feel very much at ease uh, when you do arrive. And uh, I started off as, as a junior sommelier, worked myself up, uh, but it was. Almost intimidating at the very beginning, but quite exciting at the same time as well to to be joining somewhere as prestigious as Ashford Castle. And soon after as well, we we were about to win the best hotel in the world, best luxury hotel in the world, uh, with Travel and Leisure. So it was a great honour, and I knew I was in the right place at that time. And you have moved through the ranks from junior sommelier to senior mm-hmm. sommelier, and now mm-hmm. you're the head sommelier. And I mean, you're you're only twenty six. That's a huge mm-hmm. accomplishment, isn't it? Indeed, yeah. It's um, it's quite a rise in a, in a short space of time. I did. I, I rose uh, from junior sommelier to head sommelier within six months, <clears throat> which I didn't expect at all. Uh, of course, a lot of hard work goes into it. Um, a lot of dedication and passion. Um, so it, it wouldn't be the type of job you you get uh, without any of them traits. So uh, I was very proud, uh, fortunate, you know, and um, delighted that they believed in me along the way uh, to give me that that role. And you've said earlier about never tasting the same wine twice, and you've a whole cellar there, which I'm sure mm. is is probably one of the best wine cellars in the whole country, if not in the whole of Europe. Um, mm. So whenever you're you're working of an evening, it must be so exciting to see what people are going to order. Very much, Aaron. Yeah, you, you never know what uh, somebody is going to order. Uh, to be quite unassuming as well. You can never. Um, Presume you know somebody will um, what they're going to spend. Uh, some people have a love for wine. Uh, some people love producers. Um, some people love the icon wines. We, we everybody would uh, would always get treated uh, the same way, whether they order one of our entry level wines or something iconic. Um, but it is a privilege, of course, to to open something uh, very special in our cellar. That's something that wouldn't get um, requested commonly. 
So it's, we are fortunate as well to have such a unique, uh, prestigious seller within Ashford. And like you said, one of the best in the world, uh, in Europe, uh, and in my opinion, definitely the best in Ireland. And I read an article that you wrote recently. It was a day in, in the life of being the sommelier there. Mm-hmm. And it was dinner service and a couple had ordered a wine. They were celebrating their 35th wedding anniversary. So they mm-hmm. ordered a wine from the year that they were married in. And, you know, the the detail that you went into in that article about checking the cork to make sure it, it wasn't too dried out because that would be your worst nightmare that the cork mm-hmm. would break. Yeah. And then whenever you poured both of them a glass, it wasn't, or you know, to taste a little bit to taste. It wasn't a case of like, who's going to taste it? They both got to taste it. And mm-hmm. the gentleman offered you a taste. Is that something that happens often? It is very much so. I mean, when there's, when there's such an iconic wine or such a very special wine like that, uh, many, many guests would, would also likewise offer a taste to either myself or one of the other sommeliers. It's 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 very much appreciated. Um, we don't usually accept the taste unless there's anything left in the bottle. And at that point, if they don't want to drink everything, uh, we'll take maybe a taste at the end. But it, it is, if somebody orders a special wine like that, we want them to appreciate uh, their special wine uh, together as well. I can totally understand the etiquette of saying thanks, but no thanks. You enjoy it all, but sometimes you must be looking at it thinking, I am dying to taste this. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, there there's a little hint of jealousy there as well, but at, at the same time, we're, we're surrounded by these wines every day. We do have the opportunity to taste these wines in, in different circumstances, so on the restaurant floor. Um, sometimes it's maybe not the, the best place to... To have our own particular moments with that with that special bottle of wine, but um, we do get other opportunities to to taste special wines uh, in that category as well. So, yes, there's a time yeah. and a place for everything. There is, there? there is indeed, indeed, yeah. Well, let's talk about another article that you wrote recently, which I find very interesting. Um, it's called <coughs> "Planet of the Grapes," and it's about mm-hmm. the connections between wines and the movies. What inspired you to write this piece? Well, I think that it's wonderful to see wine being highlighted as well. We we see a lot of fashion and cars, um, you know, within movies all the time. But to highlight, uh, obviously wine is so close to my heart, but to highlight wine uh, appearing within the media, within TV, movies, social media as well, um, to let people know, you know, anybody who has an interest or a passion for wine, where to find it. Uh, if they wanted to watch maybe a wine-themed movie or a wine-related uh, TV show or maybe have a wine uh, from their favourite celebrity, you know, that their, their favourite celebrity uh, may be involved in, like, Graham Norton within Viva Wines to New Zealand, which is available throughout the country as well. But it was just, it was just an opportunity for... Uh, Something I would find very interesting to read myself and hopefully maybe anybody else who read it would find it interesting too. And of course the influence then that a movie can have on a wine because you wrote in it about Bridget Jones, the the ABC rule, anything but Chardonnay. Yeah, indeed. I mean, as well, um, people's buying power and what they spend can be heavily influenced by what they see on the big screen or the small screen. Uh, the likes of Bridget Jones' diary and how Chardonnay was, was portrayed uh, within the movie in, in kind of a negative limelight had a huge uh, 
decrease on sales for Chardonnay and opinion as well, which is, um, you know, it, it affects uh, the economy. It affects, uh, you know, Chardonnay sales going down. It affects, uh, you know, the farmers in France or in California who are actually growing uh, Chardonnay. It's not as popular, so people won't buy it as much. And uh, a movie can actually really and it just doesn't doesn't just go for wine it goes for anything else as well whether it is fashion cars or anything else that uh, movies can heavily influence uh, what you buy and what you don't buy it certainly does yeah and you talk then about there's a couple of different movies there that you I don't know if you recommend them but you highlight them and one of them's called Somme and it's a mm-hmm. super intense real life American documentary depicting sommeliers attempting to pass some exams oh, it has exams that have the lowest pass rates in the world is, is that an exam that you're planning to do at some stage? I think it would I think um Maybe not so much the the master sommelier exam. There's an, there's another direction I like to go in towards the uh, master of wine uh, exam. So there's only a few masters of wine in the country, uh, such as Lynn Coyle. Um, the master sommelier exam it, it is it is quite intense. Likewise with the master of wine exam, there are two different there are two different directions in wine, but they're the pinnacle of being a sommelier or being the pinnacle of uh, what you want to be in the wine industry as well. Uh, it is it is a great film. It does um, really open up. Uh, it opens up um, your mindset on the you know what it's going to take to to achieve that. Um, a very interesting film, but it's quite intense. It is very very intense. Like you had said as well, it has one of the lowest pass rates in the world. This exam, the Master Sommelier exam, so. Um, it mightn't be for everybody, but it's, you know, definitely maybe something I would consider uh, doing as well in the future. If you're in the industry, it must be a great documentary to watch just, you know, to get an insight into behind the scenes for exams like that. It is indeed. But what, what it's also done, a film like that, uh, is it's, it's kind of highlighted the work that we do as sommeliers. So not just not, not as much the, uh, the Master Sommelier exam, but so much so what the sommeliers do from day to day so what our industry uh, and what our positions are all about now there's not too many sommeliers in Ireland um, but there, there is quite a lot in the UK in the US France Germany um, but it opens up everybody to uh, what we what we actually do uh, from day to day and you know and the, the level of work that goes into uh, our industry and our roles as well Let's talk now about um, an event that you have coming up because you're talking about tasting different wines from all over the world there and you have an Mm -hmm. event coming up where Lebanon wines take centre stage and that might surprise a lot of people that you can get wine from the Lebanon. Yeah, very much so. Um, Well, one of the biggest, most iconic wineries in the world is actually Lebanese um, so, a very popular winery in Ireland and the UK as well, but all across the world, uh, called Shadow Musar. Uh, it, it began in the 1930s uh, with a man called Gaston Hosher. Now, taking into account, there's, there's only around 15 uh, wineries in Lebanon. Um, you could imagine as well that Lebanese wine would sound a little bit obscure. But they make some of the best wine, actually, in the world. Uh, some of the most underrated wine in the world. Uh, Shadow Muzar 
became huge in the in the late 1960s. Uh, the Bristol Wine Fair in the UK got the attention of uh, many of the high-profile journalists there, and since then it it's become an icon. Uh, so we're really, really proud to, to host uh, uh, Tarek Sikur from the chief winemaker of Chateau Mizar here on January 25th at Asher Castle uh, for an incredible uh, winemaker dinner. Just going to include a, a drinks reception in our underground wine cellar, which is probably the most amazing wine cellar you'll see in Ireland and the UK, and uh, a tasting dinner uh, following that as well, so five to seven courses uh, designed by our chef, Philippe Farnew. Uh, it's going to be a very special evening, and we're really proud to have Shannon Mizar as well, and I think they are the perfect fit uh, for Ashford Castle as well. They both have history, heritage, and prestige as well. So we're very much looking forward to it. It sounds like a very unique event. It is. It is very much so, Sharon. Yeah, uh, are they don't often do wine dinners. Um, it is It is quite rare for this to happen in the UK and Ireland. Chenemuzar uh, would rarely do it. So it's, it's a great honour uh, for both Chenemuzar and for us to, to pair up. And like I said, we are... We, we would find each other the perfect fit as well to host an event like this together. And places would be limited for that. <clears throat> uh, yeah, very much so. You, so we're, we can only do uh, we can only host up to about thirty-two people. So places are very very limited um, to it. There's just a few places left. So we would encourage anybody uh, to who would like to go to the dinner uh, to book with us as soon as possible. Private wine tastings in the cellar there at Ashford Castle are are available and they're they're becoming more and more popular, I would imagine. Yeah, very much so. Uh, so we just started our private wine tastings, which happened daily um, back in late 2015. That was an initiative that I set up and it's really, really taken off. Uh, so we did in 2016 over 500 uh, wine tastings and we doubled it in 2017 as well. So uh, it's becoming more and more popular. Uh, we only accommodate uh, two wine tasting uh, slots every day. They do book up quickly. It's a very special um, experience as well. They are private wine tasting, so you do have your own sommelier with you for uh, between 45 minutes and an hour and 15 minutes to taste some of the best wines in the world. Um as well, so we have eight different options to choose from, ranging from uh, 55 euro right up to 595 euro, where you can taste the likes of the Truth and Mouton Rothschild and Shadow Latour. But the options are endless as well. Amazing. Well, it's your definitely your dream job by the sounds of it, Philip. You're very passionate about it, very much so. Yeah, I mean, the love of wine is there. Um, you know, it's a, it's, it's a massive uh, sense of pride for me to be writing about wine, to be working within Ashford Castle uh, in one of the most amazing wine cellars uh, and with such, a, such beautiful wines, such unique, beautiful wines at my disposal uh, as well. But there, of course, there's a sense of pride there. You know, I'm very proud um, with what I've achieved so far. I find like there's a lot more to do. Um, as well but I really want to put Ireland on, on the map as well uh, I don't want to slow down I want to uh, to make Ireland famous for as, as a wine destination you know for, for tourists as well 
well, I definitely think you're the man for the job. You're young, you've all that energy and it's been such a pleasure talking to you. Thanks so much for coming on the show this evening and continued success in your career. My pleasure, Sharon. Thank you very much for having me. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste with Sharon Noonan. Sponsored by the Taste.ie. Voted Ireland's best online food and drink magazine. Welcome back to The Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and just before the break I was talking to Philip Dunn, the head sommelier at Ashford Castle and if you'd like to have a read of the articles that Philip wrote that I referred to in our conversation you'll find them on the taste.ie website. And if you're just tuning in and you'd like to catch up on Best Possible Taste you can do so on West Limerick 102 FM when it's repeated on Wednesday mornings at 8am and the podcasts are available to listen to on Sharon Noonan as well as iTunes and the podcast app and it's also on the taste.ie website voted Ireland's best online digital food and drink magazine. Still to come tonight I'll be talking to James Flaherty about Balance Expo, Ireland's premier event for healthy lifestyle enthusiasts which is on this weekend in Killarney but next we're heading to County Clare to talk to the Armada Hotel's executive chef Peter Jackson about Prepped which is guaranteed to make all your healthy eating goals much easier in 2018. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Peter, you're very welcome to the programme this evening. You're the executive chef at the Armada Hotel and you've come up with a new idea to help us all with our healthy eating. It's called Prepped. How did this all come about? I suppose it kind of all came about um, a couple of months ago when our managing director, John Burke, decided he was going to climb Mount Everest. And with this, there was a lot of planning that had to go in. Besides his training, a lot of nutritional stuff had to had to be taken into account. So we started formulating menus. Um, at the start, John was ordering online foods to, based on the calories he needed for training. And we just found that when the food came in, the quality of it wasn't great. It, it, it was very bland, mundane. So I took what he was ordering and I formulated our own menu from him using fresh local ingredients, um, a lot of the vegetables and stuff we grew ourselves, so they were freshly picked, they were full of their vitamins and their their nutrients. They weren't sitting on a shelf for a couple of days before they were prepped, so we found with this that it was much better for himself and also mentally it helped him quite a bit because he was getting all the goodness that he needed from the nutrients and I suppose that kind of set him on his way. Once I suppose he's kind of came down from Everest, we got through our busy season and then we started to really think about how could we do this to, I suppose, help people locally and people who have the busy lifestyle like himself. So that's where the idea of kind of prep came about. And I think there definitely is a demand out there for 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 dishes to be delivered to your front door where you don't have to think about it. But the taste is there because this is always the challenge with healthy eating. Is the taste there? Is the flavour there? And with growing your own leaves and vegetables there on your farm at the Armada Hotel in Spanish Point, you're really lucky that you have access to all those fantastic ingredients. And obviously then you have a whole range of local suppliers that you're using day and day for the hotel restaurant. Oh, there's there's no comparison at all. Um, you know, we pick for what we need for the day. We write our menus around what's going. 
So with Armada Farm, and I suppose the menus that we develop, we work in synergy together. Also, our local suppliers down here in Clare were very, very lucky. Um, it's a very good network of foodies, and you know everybody's very passionate about what to do. So when they do deliver to us, it's top-class stuff, and we don't have to do too much with it as chefs, which makes us that bit luckier, you know? Tell me then about collaborating with other people to come up with the dishes because as a chef you have certain expertise and ideas there but whenever it comes to the nutrition side of it you decided to call in a couple of experts. Well I suppose for for us we kind of come up with the concept of the healthy clean eating and the balanced diet but as chefs technically we're not dietitians either so we got involved with um, Kichi Health which um, Liz Minahan um, helped us calorie count and gave us some advice on clean eating and, I suppose, balancing our menus. So from our breakfast, lunch, snacks and dinners, that we had the right amount of calories and that was balanced on a daily, a daily um, intake of what you need for a females and males and how much calories that you need and that are burnt on the average day. We also took into account um, people that are training. So we're kind of lucky we have um, some of the Clare Hurling teams signed up with us that are ordering Trump prepped. And I suppose they will have a much more active lifestyle, so they have more calories that they need. So we also got involved with um, Eli Brace in CrossFit and Ennis. So he was able to advise us on roughly somebody's training full-time, how many calories they need. So we were able to factor in all of these and we put together our meal plan for prep. So you can see all the calories on our website and you have an idea of exactly what you need to take in each day. So that's that's quite good and it was great for myself as a chef to learn all of this. So you have the perfect combination then of local pre-prepared and nutritious food and it's a collaboration between yourself. I'm sure John Burke did a bit of tasting for you and um, Liz from Peachy Health and the, the two boys there from the Clare team. Let's talk now about the actual dishes and the meal plans that you do. I have a sample menu here. We might just go through it because it, it is it makes for mouthwatering reading, I have to say. And for breakfast, then we're looking at a very berry homemade natural yogurt with dried berry granola, overnight oats with apple and hazelnut, oatmeal with nuts and berries, Greek style yogurt. So those are three different breakfasts, are they? There are three different breakfasts and what we haven't done is we've designed in rotation. So with the menus, our calories for breakfast, because breakfast, I suppose, is the most important meal of the day. Of the day. So a lot of slow-releasing um, slow releasing dishes with the, with the calories, instead of just getting one quick hit like you do from a lot of carbs, these um, just they release energy slowly throughout the day, so you're not feeling those hunger pangs or you're not looking to snack earlier. So with the likes of our... Um, or very, very uh, granola. So we make our own granola here and we make our own homemade yogurts. So there's lots of flavor in it. There's, it's, it's really fresh. It's not sitting in a bag or a shelf for a couple of months and then poured into a dish. So they're, they're made fresh every second day. Um, so you still have lots of flavor in it. We don't add too much sugars. We don't add um, anything to preserve it. So it's just a good mixture of nuts and berries. Um, or overnight oats, again, something that's very, very simple. 
that's probably one of our highest calorie uh, dishes. But pretty much, it's it's just a really kind of posh porridge. We soak your oats overnight um, with beautiful apple puree, roasted hazelnuts, and again, it'll just slow releasing energy throughout the day, so you don't get, as I say, those kind of urges to snack at ten o'clock in the morning or look for that chocolate biscuit, you know, to get you through. So tell me how that comes in the delivery. It, is it there ready to go? You just open it up and eat it or do they come in separate little units and you mix it up together that there's instructions telling you what to do on each day? Um, when, we had, when we had looked at the market and what was out there, we found that a lot of stuff was um, pre-mixed with each other and you know it, it didn't look appealing, it didn't look appetising. So with our packaging, you know, Presentation is key. Also, it's it's nicely presented. Some dishes are packed separate, all together. So, like if there's dressings, for example, occasion chicken salad, it comes with a, a light cast of blue dressing. So the dressing would be separate that you just pour over later. Or with our our Kershani lamb costas, there's um, a cucumber and mentaraita. So that would be separate. Um, most of the dishes, so all our lunch dishes are all going to be served hot. They'll all be presented in the dish that you can eat them from. So you just pop it in the microwave and on you go. The same with the evening meals or soups. Everything is designed for the microwave, but nicely presented, all fresh and flavoursome. So very easy to take into work, into the office or if you're out and about. Oh, definitely. Um, that's That was key in designing on what we do. It's for that busy lifestyle. Even for myself as a chef, um, like, or, you know, we have a very busy lifestyle. When we get home at night, it's usually you go to the press and you take out something very convenient that most often the time is not good for you. So this is perfect. It's nutritious, it's healthy, and, you know, it's, it's a great alternative. Now, you've mentioned some of the lunch dishes there, and we've also talked about the suppliers that are in your area. And one of the other dishes that's on the menu is the burr and smoked salmon, because, of course, you're just a swing and a jump from Brigitte there in Listenvarna. And that's served with seaweed and sesame. So seaweed is something that features throughout the menus and you're on the Wild Atlantic Way. So you're making good use of those natural coastal ingredients. Oh, God, yes. Um, but. I suppose with the, with the likes of seaweed, seaweed was um, part of a staple diet for a lot of people down here for generations. And I suppose with busyness and with lifestyle changes, seaweed was something that was kind of forgotten about. And with seaweed, seaweed is, there's more nutrients in seaweeds than you get on any land-based uh, product. So we have um, talkies, which is just across the the pond to hear from us. Um, they're seaweed harvesters for generations. Um, so we use quite a lot of their seaweeds. We use a, a nice mix of kombu, uh, nori, sea spaghetti. And so we've lots of different nutrients there. And what we do is we put that on burritos, lovely smoked salmon, and a bit of sesame. So it just gives that extra bit of nutrition and just that extra bit of flavor that you need and your salts, etc., for your body. Yeah, because the flavouring is very important. And last year in Operation Transformation, whenever your fellow chef, Gary O'Hanlon, 
was one of the leaders there and he was kind of pulled up, look, go easy on the seasoning because we're only supposed to have a teaspoon of salt every day. That's what Aoife Hearn, the the dietitian or the nutritionist on Operation Transformation said. So there are lots of other sources of flavorings apart from salt, which isn't good for you to use more pepper and garlic salt and things like that. And seaweed is a great way to season. Oh, see, seaweed is um, fantastic. As I said, they're, they're natural salts. They're in it. Um, it's not a processed sodium base. Your body needs salt as well. So, you know, and your body will start to crave for these things, but a lot of them are found naturally. And as I say, like, we, we are very lucky with our suppliers that as chefs, we don't have to season that much because everything's so fresh. The flavor is there. We don't want to mess around with the natural flavors that come from them. So there is no need for that extra bit of seasoning. We have a lot of it naturally. Now, we've talked about a few of the lunch dishes there. And then for dinner, the main meal, they are, you can tell by reading them, they're much more substantial. They're they're more meat-based. The first one I see here is the braised North Clare beef stew with steamed baby potato. Because I think some people might think, God, this all sounds a bit salady. But it's not. There's good wholesome, nourishing food throughout the day and this is a really filling meal in, in, in the evening or for your main meal, depending on whether you have it at lunch or in the evening. Yeah, well, it's designed more for the evening time, uh, you know, that, that five, six o'clock and that will get you through until the next morning. So that to be that bit hearty. But if you take the likes of the, the, the stew, for example, you know, that's 452 calories which isn't a whole lot, but with the likes of a stew or a soup, you don't lose any nutrients from a cooking process because everything is still in there, in the juices, etc. You know, you're not boiling something and then throwing away the the water that you've boiled it in because you've lost a lot of nutrients in that. So a lot of our dishes, everything is combined in it and we don't lose anything from start to finish. And if you were caught out during the week and you ended up going out for dinner or your dinner plans changed, you didn't come home, can you put them in the freezer? Yes, um, everything is shelf life tested in um, laboratories, so they've all got their own shelf life. If it is a case that you do go out, you can pop them in the freezer and then, you know, if you're taking them out to defrost them, just take care while defrosting them, you know, defrost them in the fridge, don't let them sit out all day because that's, that's quite important as well. And then when you do receive the delivery, we have said, like, you know, it's straight into the fridge, it helps with the shelf life and they just stops bacteria growth. Now, there is a lot of meat. Most of the, the dishes have meat or fish or chicken or something like that included in them. If you're a vegetarian or if you're a vegan and they're all about vegan nuari, I can't say it properly, for the month of January. Is that something that you're catering for at the moment or you have plans to cater for down the line? At the moment, we're not catering for us. Um, we designed the menu kind of for a, a balanced lifestyle new start. Um, it's something down the line that we will cater for, but I suppose for the moment it's just getting prepped up and going and then we can take it from there. Do you find January in the hotel is a time of year where people are looking for healthy options on the menu or they still, they're visiting the hotel so they don't really mind. They're there just to enjoy themselves and not think about the calories. Yeah, I kind of think when you do come um, down to visit us here on the the Wild Atlantic way, it's to, to get out and kind of spoil yourself, um, you know, and then maybe kickstart yourself when you get back. But we do have a lot of healthy options on our menu. It's something that um, the Brooks family here are kind of adamant about. So I do have to have a, quite a balanced menu. 
Well, just to finish up then, snacks. Tell me about the snacks that are included. What? Because you said there about the main meal, you have it at five or six o'clock and that's that will do you until the next morning. But if you have your breakfast and then you, your lunch, do you have a little snack in between then or on lunch and supper or something just to, to keep you going? What sort of snacks are in there? Yeah, we have um, a couple of different snacks. A lot of them, I suppose, we have two different soups that we have and um, we have a curried butternut squash and sweet potato that's only 86 calories for the serving which is <laughs> it's very good but it's also very filling so you know if you take into account that a spoon of sugar is 32 calories that you might have in your coffee or your tea that the likes of that portion of soup will keep you going um, we include fruit um, juices we have little protein balls that will keep you going throughout the day so it is all calorie counted that no matter what way you plan your meals out for the week it'll be 2000 calories so it's designed to help you I suppose lose any excess weight that was put on over Christmas but it's not dieting it's just smarter eating Smarter eating is something I think we all could do with investing in, especially at this time of the year. So if people want to order, they have to do it by Thursday and then they get the delivery the following Tuesday. Yes, so we prepare everything on Monday and it's shipped on the Monday. but um, And then courier nationwide and it'll be delivered to your house on the Tuesday. So the meal plan is based on a uh, Tuesday to Saturday scenario. All the information is um, available on our website, armadahotel.com, and the little link is for prep on that, where, or if you have any questions, somebody will be back to you. Peter, thanks so much for telling us all about it tonight. Fantastic idea. Looking forward to trying it myself, and Happy New Year to you. You too. Thanks for having me. Bye now. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste with Sharon Noonan. Sponsored by the Taste.ie. Voted Ireland's best online food and drink magazine. Welcome back to The Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and just before the break, Chef Peter Jackson was making our mouths water with details about the nutritious and tasty dishes that can be delivered direct to your door thanks to Prepped by the Armada Hotel. If you're just tuning in, you can catch up on Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102FM when it's repeated on Wednesday mornings at 8am. And the podcasts are available to listen to on SharonNoonan.com as well as iTunes and the podcast app. And it's also on the taste.ie website, voted Ireland's best online digital food and drink magazine. So finally tonight, we're heading to the Kingdom. This Sunday, January the 14th, Balance Expo takes place in the INEC in Killarney. It's being described as Ireland's premier event for healthy lifestyle enthusiasts. And James Flaherty is going to give us an insight into what's on the programme. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. James, you're one of the chief organisers of the Balance Expo, which is on this Sunday, the 14th of January, in the INEC in Killarney. Mm-hmm. What exactly is Balance Expo? Yeah, I suppose it's, there's a little, a little bit of uncertainty at the moment because um, a lot of people may, may not have heard about the Balance Expo before as it's the, the first year of it. Um, it's, uh, it's a lifestyle event for all kind of sports uh, and fitness and health enthusiasts. Um, I suppose if, if you wanted to come along on the day, there's a number of speakers, um, exhibitors, and uh, activities uh, for people to try. So it's um, 
it's an event that covers sports, uh, fitness, the areas of sports, fitness, health, and uh, and wellness. Um, so we have like we have a number of um, speakers on the day, the likes of Mihal um, Merhertig, um, Mary Kennedy, Rob Lipsis, um, Darvel O'Rourke, and um, Ross Porter will be speaking there. And they will also be doing uh, cooking demonstrations. Uh, we have also Joe Connor from Nice Fitness and Shane Finn and Siobhan O'Hagan. They will be do- they will be part of a fitness group and they will be talking about. Uh, I suppose it's a good time to be talking about it now. I suppose people are after Christmas and the Saturday New Year and I suppose there's always kind of, um, we all have maybe notions and ideas of maybe eating a little bit better, looking after ourselves a little bit more, becoming a little bit more active. So it's a, it's a great time of uh, year for this. And Joe and Siobhan and, and Shane you know, will be talking about maybe about keeping fit and, and looking after yourself. Um, Michal O'Mahertig and Mary Kennedy will be talking I suppose as, as you're getting a little bit older they'll be speaking about their own experience again looking after yourselves keeping active and, and being healthy and you know, two on stage together will provide uh, will provide they will, will, will have great chemistry and um, they should be excellent together When you think about an event like this Mary Kennedy doesn't immediately spring to mind No So no, you're you're no. definitely getting a huge audience there from the very young that, are, that Rosanna Purcell is going to appeal to and Derval O'Rourke and then the older female Mary Candy, yeah. which I think is great because it's yeah, making I, it a I, more inclusive, a more inclusive uh, type yeah. of event. I suppose we were trying to make the point that it, it is a unique event and that it caters for occasionally everyone. Like we have, as you said there, like we we have children, a lot of children's activities on the day, like the Winka are providing um, like a little mini aerobics classes uh, for, for children. There's various other kids' activities um on the day, so we're encouraging uh, families as well to, to to come along on the day. Um, we also, as you say, have Mary and Nihal, and uh, you know, um, they're probably their national personalities. Like Nihal is, and Mary are, are national icons. And I remember only a few weeks ago, Mary had a, an article in the Sunday Independent just about about maybe being keeping active as you get a little bit older. So I know a lot of people might associate Mary Kennedy with being maybe sports and fitness, but uh, again, it's, it's an area she's really... Um, She's really keen to promote, and you know I think she's an excellent personality. She has a great way about about her, and she's really, really popular. And um, she, for her to share her experience on the day will, will only be be fantastic. Along with Nihal, I, I, I don't know who Nihal is now, but Nihal is one of the most, I suppose, again a national broadcasting icon, and uh, obviously he's a strong affiliation with Kerry, and he's looking forward to coming here, and we're and we're, uh, we're delighted to have him. And I suppose they're just. Um, a number of I will say also I forgot to mention about Rob Lipset. I know he's a big following, uh, uh, huge following, and he'll be talking about his own fitness experience um, as well. Also, and there's also a sport a, a sports speakers in the day like like Dwarfford hurling manager um, Derek McGrath, um, Kerry footballer Kieran Donnelly, and um, Emer Craig, and who's played hockey for Ireland. Um, they will be part of um, part of um, a sports group on the day, and they'll be just maybe just talking about their own experiences about leadership and about maybe again just trying to find that that balance in our lives. Um, and that's just that's just the speakers on the day. You know, as people when people come in today, there's over fifty exhibitors from the air, from the various areas that I mentioned already, and they'll be maybe promoting their products and services that people will be able to try because we we've, we've, we've virtual sports. Um, it will be a kind of a virtual cycling and, and, and other little activities on the day. And also there is, uh, in the ballroom, um, in, the, in the balance stage, a smaller area, 
there's um, activities such as yoga. So like we really, really encourage people to to come along early because there's, there's morning yoga at, at ten thirty um, with Miriam uh, Miriam Kearns and uh, she's um, she's a really a great yoga enthusiast and very very well known personality. She, she, I think she's married to uh, Jerry Hosey, one of the motivational speakers we have on the day. And um, apart from yoga, we have hit classes. Again, as I mentioned already, we have um, children's activities, and there's a cooking uh, demonstration for for children on the day. Uh, also, for Lizzie's uh, kitchen, she's from the from the stall. So, again, we I think we we have something for everyone. It's, it's sure to be a, a a busy day, and you know, again, we encourage families to come along. But you know, there there probably is something from for everyone, whether you are a fitness and health enthusiast or you're just a person who maybe who wants to maybe make a change in your life um, coming into the new year and maybe and you might again with these things you um, with these days you might only take one or two things from the day but you know that thing could be something that maybe that will give you a little kickstart particularly for the new year and maybe for the rest of your life I want to talk in more detail about a couple of the other speakers in particular, mm-hmm. Sheehan Finn. He's a dingle man mm-hmm. and yep. Sheehan has ran 24 marathons in 24 <laughs> days and raised an, 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 an absolutely amazing amount of money for spina bifida and hydrocophilus in Ireland. Um, tell mm-hmm. us more about Sheehan. I've met him personally and I'm really blown away by what an inspirational character he is. Yeah, I've, I spoke to Sheehan a couple of times. I've met him myself a couple of times, but... Um, you like uh, I suppose I haven't done a marathon in my life, but it's something that many people might do once or twice in their lifetime. But for any person to run twenty four marathons in twenty four days is absolutely unbelievable, physically as well as mentally and emotionally. So, and to do it for such a great cause and raise so much money is just it says so much about the man. So Shane will be Shane is there. Um, I think he's the first. He's on the first group in the morning with on this balance fitness on the main stage, talk, along with Joe Connor and Siobhan O'Hagan. Let's and talk Og- about Siobhan O'Hagan because mm-hmm. she's somebody else that's just come on to my radar in the past mm-hmm. couple of months, and she has a very interesting story. Yeah, she. Um, I think she she made uh, huge changes to her um, her lifestyle. She it was a, you know, like. Um, she, I suppose she, she was a little bit overweight. She, she made herself, and she wasn't feeling great about herself. But she made just unbelievable positive changes in terms of her diet, in terms of her training, and uh, she has a huge following now because she is just, she's just so positive and so enthusiastic, and she has so much energy. And um, we again, you know, from a female perspective, I think she's a great role model for many uh, females. Having Siobhan will not only be doing. Um, um, speaking in the morning, but she'll also be doing a, a kind of a, a fitness class later in the day um, as well. So again, um, fantastic opportunity for people to come along and, and try maybe do a fitness class with uh, with Siobhan O'Hagan and to, and to listen to her speak. Yeah, because I was reading about her recently, and she had the the, the good steady desk type job, and she just really wasn't enjoying it. And somebody had said mm-hmm. to her then, like, well, if you could do whatever you wanted to do all day, what would it be? And she was like, I'd just be in the gym all day. So she's <laughs> she's completely turned her whole career around and made a fantastic career that she really loves being a personal trainer and an online coach. So I'd say she'd be very interesting to hear as well. And you're talking about you know the format of the day there's talks that you sit and listen to but there's also a lot of you can interact there yeah, and get, like, so do you come in your tracky bottoms and your trainers 
Well, it, it's, it's up to you. I, I suppose there is there is act, again there is activities there for for people to try. Um, and if you want to go in and do some yoga or one of the fitness classes, that there's no problem. So again, you can just come back, spend the day in the INEC if you want to go in and listen to a speaker for 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 40, 45 minutes. And if you want to leave again, you can walk, maybe walk around, have a look at talk to some of the exhibitors, try some of the activities and, and products the exhibitors are offering. Or if you want to go down, you can sign up for one of the one of the classes on this. So there's there's plenty for you to do. So again, I suppose we'd always encourage people to get involved in the various activities. But if you don't, if if that's not for you, you can just come back and just enjoy the day, listen to some of the speakers, go home a little bit happier, go home a little bit healthier, maybe, and go home a little bit more positive, maybe that you want to make maybe maybe small changes to your lifestyle and you know that um hopefully the big thing for us as well like motivation is just that we can make like, make a difference in in people's lives we don't think this event an event like this has been held maybe outside of dublin or, or in ireland before where we're here where we have, we're providing um so many a national array of speakers with, with exhibitors with so many exhibitors and activities in it so there, again there is something forever for everyone and again it's uh it's maybe we think it's a day not to be missed for for such an opportunity, maybe from people from particularly from the from the Kerry and them and from the Munster area. The gait analysis you can get um, a method to assess the way we walk and run. Tell us a bit about that because that's something that a lot of people might not have come across before. Yeah, I remember I've done it myself in the past where um, you basically the way you run it. Well, if you're into running, if you're not into running, it's basically it's a good um, gauge maybe of um, the position of your feet and basically it'll help help you to run better and to perform better. I suppose the feet are just so important. People don't realise the effect um, of your running technique and the uh, position of your feet in your own terms of your own posture in terms of your own training. So um, if you want to come along today, there's there's ones and others will provide a, a gait analysis for you to maybe just to see the, you know, the position of your own feet and basically uh, maybe do, do you need um um, corrective um, orthopedics things are called for your for your feet to put into your shoes so again there's um, the Bronze Secures Hospital are, are there on the day as well and they'll be doing the um, various they'll do provide health screenings as well for people if they want to and um, so gait analysis again is interesting particularly if you're uh, uh, not, not only if you're just a runner but just a person in general who wants maybe just to see uh, into your walking and stuff uh, maybe that you're wearing the correct runners that's very very important so tell me how did the idea come about like who's involved in the organising with you that you, you came up with this idea why did you decide that it was something that would, would work well in County Kerry um, well I've, maybe something I've had in my head in my head maybe for a couple of years because um, I just have a, a big interest probably just in health and fitness do a lot of training myself and I felt that maybe there hasn't been an event um, run in this part of the country, uh, uh, an event of this of, of um, this scale and, and this unique. So, um, and again, some people, I don't think people maybe are, have been, we're just going to provide an opportunity for people to be informed and maybe to be educated and maybe just to feel a little bit better about themselves. So I think that it's been in maybe ahead the last couple of years and uh, maybe a couple of my um, my friends, John, John, John Griffin, he, he's been hurling for Kerry for the last 15 years. Um, he and he has a business background. I know he's teaching now in Cork, but he's also on board. And Dunica Walsh, of course, the Kerry, yeah, the Kerry footballer. He's, um, Dunica Walsh, the Kerry footballer, is also involved. He's also involved. And um, so, yeah, 
three of us are involved. So um, that's how the idea came about. And I suppose for the last seven or eight months, we've been working and planning for it. And the INEC is where the event is on. And we're delighted to, to have them involved. And um, um, so, yeah, that's how the idea came about. And it's something kind of we're, we're really, uh, really excited about. And tickets are on sale now. They can get them online. T- tickets are on sale online, www.balanceexpo.ie. But you don't have, like, say, they're, they're also for sale if you want to turn up on the morning of the event. Um, they're available to buy at the, at the reception desk. And again, I suppose we're just encouraging people to maybe come along, get there early every day. Everyone loves a, a trip back to Killarney. The INEC is a fantastic venue. Um, we feel there's, again, that there's something there for everyone. Um, you will get something from the. I, I can guarantee you that whether, again, if you are uh, maybe a fitness and health enthusiast or if you are just a person maybe who, who might who might want to make a change in life or just come back and listen. Maybe I'd, I'd encourage you to come back and listen to some of the speakers and they meet some of the uh, speakers. Maybe there's, there's opportunities throughout the day and maybe take a photo and meet the speakers, walk around to the stands, maybe take part in an activity if you, if you would like. You don't have to. There's no pressure or obligation. Anyone just basically you know, encouraging people to get back early, come back early and just in, in, enjoy the day. It's just a great opportunity, we feel. The tickets are €25. Euros or 20. They are 25, 20, yeah, they're 25 euro, yeah, which we think is reasonable for um, for the for the, the array of speakers and the activities and exhibitors in the day. So, again, there's, it, it's a great payout. So €25 euro, um, uh, is the price of the ticket, yes. So when you go in there, included in your ticket price is all the talks, the demonstrations, the fitness test uh, and everything's included. You don't have to put... Once, your, once, you, once you buy the ticket for €25, euro, everything is included and you're not going to have to pay anything extra. You might have to, if you want to buy a tea or a coffee or something, that's the only maybe thing you might have to buy. But no, for the €25, euro, you're getting great value and everything is included in that. So again, you can listen to all the speakers if you want all day, walk around with the various exhibitors, Maybe you want to get a screening or if you want to just go down and take part in a couple of activities. And you can even just go down and look at the activities. Maybe it's something for you. Maybe you think you, maybe you'd like to try the yoga or just to see what you, if you haven't seen yoga before, um, it's just a great opportunity to go down and maybe just to, just to observe and just to see what yoga, what a, what a class looks like. Have a look at some of the, the children's cooking demos. And there's also an opportunity later in the evening in the, in the balance stage to have a Q&A with uh, the likes of Ross Purcell and, uh, Rob Lipset, I suppose we're all trying to make small changes to and small improvements to our lifestyle and our health uh, every year. So um, again, I think you're guaranteed to take something away from the day, something we're really, really excited about, something we're really passionate about. And we should let people know that under 16s are free. And if you're a student or an OAP, it's 20 euros. Yes, that's that's correct. Yeah. So um, it's a student or you're an OAP, it's um, 20 euros. And if you're under 16, it's free. So um, again, um, I think a lot of families have have, have, um, have bought tickets already and maybe some families might. Uh, they're more than welcome to come back in the day. Yeah, again, there's a number of children's activities um, if, if if the parents, because um, children, of course, there's children coming back as a part of maybe they get a chance to, to move, they get a chance to take part in some of the activities and I'm sure they'll, they will uh, maybe get a chance to try some activities they may, mightn't have uh, got a chance to do before. So again, there's something for everyone that's where kind of really promote and, and there, there really is. Well, it's been lovely to talk to you about it, James. Thanks so much for taking the call and best of luck with it. That's this Sunday, the 14th of January in the INEC in Killarney. Balanceexpo.ie is the web address. Best of luck with it. 
Thanks very much and thanks for uh, giving me the time to speak about the event and we look forward to meeting many people there today. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Lovely to talk to James and my thanks to him and to my other guests tonight, Philip Dunn and Peter Jackson. And that brings us to the end of tonight's show, the first in 2018. Thanks for listening. And if there's anyone or anything you'd like to hear discussed on the show this year, be sure to drop me a line, s.noonan at live.ie, and I will see what I can do. And until next week, bon appétit. Thanks for listening to The Best Possible Taste with Sharon Noonan. Sponsored by thetaste.ie. Voted Ireland's best online food and drink magazine. To get in touch with The Best Possible Taste, email Sharon at SharonNoonan.com or tweet Sharon at Queen of Org. As in, Queen of Organisation. Bon appétit.